Please like and subscribe, rate and review the podcast on whatever listening platform you're using, and let me know what you think in the comments. Happy Thanksgiving week, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Boss Sauce Podcast. Today, I have Perry Richardson on the show. She is host of the Mindset Babe podcast, as well as a mindset and manifestation coach. Welcome to the show, Perry. Yay. Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I'm very grateful to be with you tonight. I'm thankful that you're here, Perry. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, of course. Let's just dive right into it. Tell us about your background and how you got into mindset and manifestation coaching. Yeah, so I've been a mindset manifestation coach now for about two years. I originally started doing like social media coaching and I love doing that. I love helping like other women like build their brands, but I wasn't really fulfilled. Like I just knew that I was like destined for more, that I wanted to do something more. And so right now my goal is to help other women fulfill their universal assignment. I believe we're all here for a purpose and like we're all here for a reason. And so to help women have the confidence to go after their dreams. I love that. How did you get into this particular niche, I guess, in terms of manifestation and mindset, were you like a heavy um, believer or are you, are you like, is that, is that how you got started was manifesting and um, trying to create that Mm -hmm. reality? Yeah. I started just like learning on my own. So when I first started my business, I was like, everyone like wants to quit their nine to five. So I was like, I want to quit my nine to five. And that was like the hardest year of my life. I was like struggling. I wasn't making like any money. It was getting to the point when I was like paying bills with my credit card. And I got into manifestation just to try to make more money. And then just kind of fell in love with just the mindset piece because the whole thing of manifestation is like your thoughts create your reality. And then the mindset piece is like your mindset is just a collection of thoughts that you have. And I was like, huh, manifestation and mindset, they're pretty much similar, switch your mindset to create the results that you want. And so that's really got me into it It was just like setting it on my own for my own journey to (laughs) get like financially like stable and secure and just realizing like, oh my goodness, like there's so many areas in my life that were changing Um, with my fiance, our relationship got better my family um, loves to drink and loves to party. My mom's alcoholic and then just learning manifestation and mindset. It made me realize that I don't need alcohol or like drugs to have a good time. That's really powerful for those that don't know what manifesting is. Can you dive deeper into that? Yeah. So I think a lot of people like the basic, it's like your thoughts create your reality, but it's like so much more than that. I think like manifestation, I want to talk about like what manifestation isn't. It's not like wishing and hoping for things to just like pop into like your lap. Like you actually have to take action. What made it all click for me, um, There's actually a universal law called the law of inspired action and it states that you have to take physical action to manifest something in your physical realm and like the physical like plane. And so that really was like, oh, that makes sense. But manifestation to me is creating that energy of confidence, um, love and just productivity. So you take action to manifest your goals because at the end of the day, actions create a result, but really driving a positive energy to take that action so you you're not burnt out right can you give us an example of how you manifested something into reality and what the duration looked like and what the outcome looked like for you yeah um so recently I rebranded to the mindset babe in 
January and before it was productivity meets party. Productivity, yeah, productivity meets party. And I just knew that I like, I love the rave scene. Like, I know that you're a rave girl, and I love how we're both like pivoting kind of like out yeah. of that scene. And I just knew that like I had a message and I had a voice. I knew that it was powerful, but I knew that it wasn't gonna be like in the rave scene. And so I ended up actually reading um, Gabby Bernstein, one of like my favorite spiritual manifestation teachers. She has a book called um, Super Attractor. And she in the book, she has a um, spirit guide meditation. And so I did this spirit guide meditation. And then like she says, like, have a journal and like, write. And it's just so crazy. So I did the spiritual like meditation and then it just like kind of came out of me. It just said the mindset, babe, the mindset, babe, the mindset, babe, a hundred K downloads, hundred K downloads, hundred K down. I'll like show you my journal entry. It's so crazy. And we just hit over hundred K um downloads, which is so crazy. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And so just, I think really following your intuition. Like I knew that I wanted to rebrand. I knew that raving as much as I love raving in the music I just knew that I was destined for more and following my intuition and then really just like asking for guidance like I think a lot of us don't realize that we can ask for help and we have that inner wisdom for ourselves and so just realizing I want something different taking action towards it and trusting your intuition to go after it super cool I love that Um, obviously manifestation has a lot to do with belief in yourself um how do you tackle when a client or even yourself um when you have like limiting beliefs or a client has limiting beliefs how do you mm-hmm. overcome that obstacle in terms of um manifesting and guiding them as a coach mm-hmm. I love that question I think there's like two ways that you can do it I think like the first way is like kind of like building the evidence for like the opposite of the belief so like for example like my brain loves to tell me I'm dumb like that's like one of my limiting beliefs so it's like I'm dumb but like I have my bachelor's degree like I'm on this podcast right now like I read like obviously I'm not dumb and so like building like the opposite evidence for that belief and then also like accepting it so sometimes my brain will offer me that I'm dumb and I'm like I am dumb and I'm full of wisdom and knowledge and like I am smart I think a lot of us try to work against our brain and like it's just like part of me like I'm half dumb I'm half stupid it is what it is I teach my clients this concept of life is 50 50 half awesome and half shitty and I think us out in the world experiencing life like obviously life can be <laughs> terrible at time and I think our personality traits too like except all of us like the things that we're not good at it's okay because we're human and life is 50 50 just as we are as human beings yeah so it's not like you acknowledge it acknowledge it and kind of um like acknowledge that it's presence I guess and mm-hmm. that it's existence and kind of bring up something else that kind of cancels it would you agree with yeah the, yeah like a similar approach like mm-hmm. bringing up why it's like a a paradox or a, a contra indication yeah yeah absolutely in terms of um, mindset, how does one go to change um, one's mindset? Ooh, I think just really, that's a really good question. I kind of want to go to like how like affirmations, how 
I don't think a lot of affirmations work for people because they don't truly believe it. Like, for example, like you can't say that you're rich when you have like a negative bank account, like your brain's going to be like, are you serious, sis? Like, look at your bank account. Like you also can't say that you love your body when you honestly don't like your body, your brain's going to like fight with it. So like just reaching for like a better feeling thought. And so my definition of mindset is just a collection of thoughts that you have towards a situ situation or a person. And so just finding thoughts that are believable for you. So something really going on with like my money, like manifesting journey, like I'm not telling myself that I'm rich, but I can tell myself like I make money. And it's like, that is true. Like I, I still have my nine to five, like I get paid every two weeks and that's like believable. And so you find a thought that's believable. So like my coach really talks about like body positivity and not saying like, I love my body, but just being like, I have a body and just finding a thought that's believable for you. Then once you believe that thought, then you can just kind of like go higher and higher until you're at that point. Like, I love my body. Like I'm rich, like I'm a billionaire, but choosing thoughts that are actually believable. And then how, you know, a thought is believable. If it feels good to you, like if you tell yourself a thought and you feel bad, don't, you change that mindset. Like don't start saying that to yourself. You want to work with your brain. So making sure that that thought, that affirmation is believable um, and making sure that it feels good when you think it or say it. Um, In the example where you you go from, I have a body and then to, I love my body. Um, what are the, the stepping stones to get there? Mm hmm I like to kind of, I like to call it like the thought ladder. So you have like where you are now to like the thought where you really want to be. So it's like, maybe you're telling yourself like, I hate my body to like, maybe like I have a body to like, I'm thankful that I have legs and that I can walk. And like, I'm thankful that I'm able to, I work in healthcare and just like knowing like a lot of people like can't even use the bathrooms by themselves, have like colostomy bags. Like I'm so thankful that I don't have to like change a poop bag, like, and just really just having appreciation and like gratitude for yourself. One of my biggest breakthroughs, my eczema was the worst it's ever been. And my skin didn't start clearing up until I started appreciating my body and my skin and being like, yes, I'm flaky. Yes, I'm dry. And I'm still awesome and I'm still a good person. And like what I look like doesn't determine the value that I can put out in the world. I think a lot of us content creators, especially as women, we kind of talk shit about ourselves, unfortunately, how we look in our body. And it's like, it really doesn't matter what I look like. You're still valuable. You still have so wisdom. Like you are so smart. Like you may have acne, you may be overweight, you may have eczema, but that doesn't determine your impact that you can have in this world. I absolutely love that. Especially um, like you bringing up your eczema story. Thank you for sharing mm -hmm. that. It reminds me of um, nursing school and like biology class that there was some study showing that patients that had um, a mindset of not being able to heal or feeling negative or, oh, I'm going to be sick forever, ended up healing or recovering a lot longer or had more um, like complications um, in the future. And um, overall, I think that's really interesting because it kind of shows that like your mindset and your actual like physical body do have some type of uh, connection there. Yeah, absolutely. And overall, um, in terms of like being grateful for the things that you do have, I also read a study that said that the part of your brain that 
is thankful or shows gratitude mm-hmm. is the same part that has anxiety. So mm-hmm. I found that super interesting that um, mm-hmm. you can, I don't want to say turn off, but it, it comes from like the same place and where you choose to focus is basically what's going to make the difference in um, how you think. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you said that. So recently I had a like a breakthrough moment and I didn't even really realize I was doing it, but I was in my loft and I noticed my brain started saying like, I hate my life. And I was just started like, I hate how dirty my house is. And I just started like listing all the things that I could see, like all the things that I hated. And I was just like, wait, like my life is actually like pretty good. And, but my mind instantly started telling me how my life is terrible and how it's so shitty. And so now I love to play like, um, the, I love game and just being like, I love like being with you. I love being on this podcast, like in just really shifting that gratitude because your brain, um, 90% of your brain power is actually leading towards negative thoughts and negative like actions and behaviors. And so you have to consciously, switch your mindset around but that was really like interesting I didn't even realize that I was like telling myself how much like I hate my life and I was just like the awareness and just being in mindset and be like wait a second like I don't even like hate my life my brain is just trying to keep me down yeah and you know what it's it's crazy because I think we all tell ourselves like we hate certain things Mm -hmm. or I wish I had this I wish I had that I wish I had more money I wish I had a different job whatever Mm -hmm. But once you stop and think about what you are are thankful for, like I literally do it almost every day, like three things I'm thankful for. Sometimes I do like five if I feel super stressed. And usually by like the fourth or fifth thing that I've named, I feel so much better. And it's Mm. like relieves so much stress. Mm. Um, So I think there are some things that we can't control, but the way we do think about things, we have total control over and I think it's just a matter of tapping into that which is why I absolutely love what you're doing thank you Um, thank you always speaks volumes to me and in terms of coaching how how do you measure success in a client in terms of uh, mindset and manifestation yeah that's a really good question I think really like to seeing like their like mini shifts, like something like them realizing like, oh my goodness, like I was telling myself that I hate my life when actually my life is okay. And just like that awareness piece and like knowing um, that your thoughts do create your reality. And it's because like your thoughts drive, your thoughts create your feelings and all your feelings drive your actions and all your actions create all the results in your life. And so just realizing like I have all my clients, like what are like five results you want to create at the end of like our package together and then keeping them accountable with that. But just even if they don't get the result that they want, it's about creating like a fun, positive energy. And that's really helped me in life. It's like, I may not reach like my client goal or my money goal or like whatever I'm working for, but if I have fun doing it, it doesn't even matter. Like I had fun. I still grew as a person. I think as human beings, we're meant to grow and evolve and really like step into like our purpose and like our universal assignment. I'm not sure if I'm answering your question or not. Wait, hold on. (laughs) Uh, Pause. But what is a universal assignment? Ooh, okay. So my definition of a universal assignment is a dream that you have in your heart, a desire that you want to 
create in your life. So if it's starting a podcast or your own coaching business, or, you know, starting like a, um, doing eyelashes and like, I listened to the other podcast that you did with that lady and like whatever dream that you have, we all are here for a purpose. And so your dream, your desire, I think is your universal assignment. Oh, I love that. That's super cool. Um, it sounds, it almost sounds like you're like, like you said, like kind of like your purpose and like why you're here, mm-hmm. like on earth. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. How, how do you face like setbacks with clients? Like if they don't mm. like, for example, if a client um is manifesting like to lose weight, but instead they do the opposite and they gain weight. How do you mm-hmm. handle that? Mm-hmm. I think the first step is having just like love and compassion because I think the reason why they over ate or didn't work out is because more of like an inner work problem. Like obviously they felt they had some self-doubt. They didn't believe that they could do it or they were like self-sabotaging them. So I think the first step is having love and compassion for yourself. Like you didn't make your goal. It's okay. Like you still have tomorrow. We can restart. Uh, I recently heard, I don't know where I heard it from. It's like the new year, new me. Like, I love that. But like every single day is a new opportunity. Like tomorrow we have a fresh start to like do something different. And so just realizing one, having love for yourself, no matter what you do, life is 50, 50, you're going to make mistakes. And two, realizing that you have another opportunity tomorrow and you get to choose what you want to do. I think that is a great way to look at it because I never liked the new year new me thing and the the new year's resolution yeah. I, I kind of feel the same way it's like why don't you start now mm-hmm. instead of going on that diet in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. like start yeah like, making those little choices now it, it's just really how you uh, approach life and like your perspectives too yeah. um but what would you say is the hardest part about being a, a mindset and manifestation coach I definitely think just like getting in my own way in my head, like when I don't get my results that I'm working towards, it's like, how can I help someone like achieve their goals? Like if I'm still like struggling. So I think that's kind of like my biggest mindset hurdle, but also realizing like, it's not about me. It's about them. That's like one of my favorite thoughts that helped me like show up on social media. It's like, it's not even about me. It's about showing up for other people and giving value for them. Like, yes, like it's awesome that I'm able to, you know, build a platform and get followers and, you know, all these things. But at the end of the day, like I'm here to serve, like I'm here to help. Like that's why, like I got in healthcare was to help people. And so at the end of the day, like, it's really not about me. I'm here to help other women. I absolutely love that. Can you give us an example of what one of your packages look like for, um, I guess, for like people that have never tried manifestation before, like a beginner's guide? Yeah, yeah. Do you have something like that? Yeah, so there's a three-step process to manifestation. So the very first step is to declare what you want to the universe, which it's so crazy how so many people don't know what they want. So it's like really getting clear on your desires. Like if you're goal setting, like you got to figure out what your goal is first. And then the second step is to release the resistance. I like to think about it, like what's holding you back. And so really being clear, like really like what's in the way from like where you are now to where you want to be. Like what's in the gap? What's going to hold you back? Is there family or friends? Is there time commitments, money commitments? Or is there something that's going to hold you back and really being clear on the resistance that's going to be in the way? And then the third step is to choose again. So 
how do you want to think about the situation? Like if you're saying like, I don't have time to like do all these things. It's like, how do you want to think about the time that you have? How do you want to feel about you creating what you're creating? And then we got to take action, like what action? So instead of like going to the gaining weight, like instead of thinking that you don't like your body, choosing again, choosing like I have a body, I'm grateful that I'm able to walk and move my body, choosing how you want to feel about your body instead of being like hating your body and not being confident in your body, like having gratitude and appreciation and then choosing like instead of eating that cookie, like maybe eating a salad or like going to the gym and choosing again, choosing how you want to think, choosing how you want to feel and then choosing how you want to act. Super cool. Um, I, I like that the first step a lot, because like you said, I think a lot of people don't know what they want, mm -hmm. especially like years from now. I don't know if, if you go into that, um, yeah. with your like coaching, if you do like long-term goals or strictly short-term or both, but, um, I think like just that alone, I think is a big step for a lot mm -hmm. of people. Can you share an example of any mindset shifts that you've had with your clients? Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest things that I've been telling my clients right now is like, I have, a, I have a lot of my clients like, this is just so hard. And I'm like, it's hard. And like, so what? Like it being hard is the reason to do it. Like it being hard is the reason, like it being hard is like for you to evolve and for you to grow and for you to become the person that you want to be. I think a lot of us stop ourselves like it's hard. So I'm not even going to do it. One, who cares? So what do it anyway? And like making hard work fun. I think a lot of us don't take action because we think it's going to just be hard work and just be terrible and be miserable. But it's like, you can actually have fun while working hard. And I think the anti-hustle culture has really kind of like brought that, like don't work hard, like relax. But recently I've been exploring like my capacity, like how much do I actually like have inside of me? Like, what can I actually like do? How do you feel about the anti-hustle culture, by the way? Because I feel like it, I don't want to say it goes against manifestation, but it, I, I feel like with manifestation, it's not just simply putting a thought out into the universe. Like there's effort that has to be done in order to get there. Mm -hmm. um, and with hustle culture, it's a lot of effort. It's almost like two different mm -hmm. um like things in terms of anti yeah. soul culture. Yeah, like it's like the extreme. It's like work so hard until you burnt out and you're like staying up to four in the morning or like relax on the couch. And like, there's like a middle ground. Like let's work hard, let's do the thing. But like also you need to relax and rest for like your mind to be creative and like to create new ideas. So I think there's a middle ground. So for me, like I love working hard, but I also love to chill. Like last month was like my biggest month ever. I ended up posting like nine podcast episodes. I had like 10 consults and like, I just like really killed it. But at the same time, like I watched like eight scary movies and like Doug and I, my fiance and I, like we went to our first, like go to night skiing. Like I had so much fun. So it's like, you can have that balance of like really working hard and also having fun and relaxing and enjoying life speaking of how do you do it because you're working you have this podcast and you're taking clients like what's your secret to work-life balance Ooh, I think um 
there's no such thing as like a work-life balance. I really? think, yeah, I think that, I, so I read um, The Year of Yes by Shonda Rhyme. She's like the, the writer of Grey's Anatomy and like Scandal. And she talks about in her book how if she's writing like a Grey's Anatomy thing, then she might be missing playtime with her kid. Or if she's hanging out with her kid, then she's not like at the scandal set. And just like realizing that like, it's okay. Like things are going to give and take in your life. And I love to give the example of like, if you're like a human being, like a battery full of a like hundred percent, like if you gave like 25% to each area, like that wouldn't even really be fulfilling in your life. Like there is going to be times when you're going to put like 80% here and like 20% here, you know, whatever it is. But I think trying to balance everything out one, it's, not going to be fulfilling at the end of the day. And then like two, it's just like more stress on you. Like I think there's time to like work hard in like a certain area and then kind of be like chillax in like another area. So like, for example, so last, or I guess in September, my goals was really like just focus on like health and fitness and then last month, my goal was like, I really want to go hard in my business. And so there were some times I didn't go to the gym, like I worked on my business instead. But like, at the same time, like, it doesn't make me a bad person, because like, I went to the or I focused on my business instead of going to the gym. I think life is about like, give and take. What about the people that want to focus on the gym and their business? Mm -hmm. so actually what I've been doing I've been doing kind of like every other day that's what I've been doing this month so like Monday Wednesday Friday will be like my gym days and then like Tuesday Thursday and like the other day will be like my business days and like trying not to do everything in one day like I'm not gonna like work my nine to five go to the gym coach clients you know hang out with Doug and like do all the things it's like okay like Monday like this is gonna be my workout day, food prep day, you know, cleanup day, Tuesday is going to be the day where I like work hard at my business. And it's like Wednesday is going to be the day that I hang out with Doug and we do something exciting. And then like Thursday is going to be the day, you know, I work hard and, you know, and kind of like every other day can kind of be like a theme day of your goals. You know, I, I really, I really love that. And it's fascinating to me because I feel like I'm the complete opposite where I will literally make a task list and try to um, schedule out everything, including laundry, mm -hmm. editing podcast episodes and hanging out with Justin like that is already kind of like scheduled into yeah. the day as well. And I've had days where I just take the day off, quote unquote, but then I end up editing mm -hmm. something and it's never really truly a, um, a themed day yeah. per se you have your, your plate full. How do you get through those days when you are like, for example, feeling like, oh, I hate my life or whatever, and then have to hop on like a coaching call or, mm -hmm. or basically create, like help someone reach a positive mindset when you're not in a positive mindset. Are you a small business owner looking for a social media manager, UGC creator, or short from video editor? Well, those are some of the services that I offer. Go to reneesworry.com for more. Yeah, I love that. Cause there's definitely been some times, Carol, and I'm like, oh my God, like, how am I gonna like help this person? But going to the thing, like, it's really not about me. I love to kind of like journal like before my calls and like these are all my thoughts, my to-do list, all the things I need to do and like putting it aside, like I can come back to it in 60 minutes <laughs> when this is done. Like I could think about all my problems after this 
but just realizing to, and being honest with my clients and just being like today, like this is what's happening like in my life and kind of sharing like that perspective. Cause I think my clients appreciate that. I'm not like positive Polly all the time that like, sometimes like life does like life is 50, 50, like life is going to suck. Sometimes I'm not going to be positive and motivational like all the time. And I think they appreciate the honesty with me. I, I like that. I think that people find that authentic mm-hmm. as well because that's that it is realistic. Mm-hmm. In terms of entrepreneurship, how how can an entrepreneur or a small business owner apply manifestation in to their life? Hmm. That's a really good question. Hmm. I think like using manifestation as a way of living, to be honest, I think like kind of like TikTok and like social media, it's like, just do like the five, five, five method and like put your goals underneath your pillow and like they'll manifest, but realizing that you're always consistently manifesting, like with your thoughts and the energy that you create and the actions that you take in this life. And just like realizing that you get to control your thoughts and overall, like your destiny and just like going back to like the three steps, like you got in like as a business owner, like what do you want? And actually having like a money goal, like how many clients do you want? How much money do you want to make? Like how many podcast downloads and being clear and then understanding the resistance, like what's going to be in the way from me creating this results and then choosing again, like when you feel like you're not going to have the time or you don't have the energy or whatever it is, it's like, I get to choose how I want to think. I get to choose how I feel recently um I've been doing like a lot of like creating my business or I guess having fun in my business I mentioned um Gabby Bernstein earlier highly recommend her um but she talks about um having fun is like the quickest way for you to like get your desires it's like I'm just gonna like have fun and do this like with my client sessions we're gonna laugh we're gonna have fun my podcast like I'm gonna have fun like I'm just going to have fun and enjoy this moment because I only get this one. That really speaks to me because I feel the same way with um, the having fun part, because I feel like uh, when I first started this podcast, it was all about having like the best business owners and it was like kind of stressful, I would say. But then once I was like, you know what, I'm just going to have fun, have my friends on there and people that I know who, um, you know, are supporting themselves on instead of instead of seeing it as no only business owners um it i think that that's really going to affect how you you show up um not just for yourself but like for like listeners and viewers as well i love that you said how like just being like the stressfulness because i think when you're like trying to like control like the manifestation is like you're co-creating with the universe and like giving that control to the universe, God, the higher power, whatever you believe in. And just being like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to have fun at the end of the day, what happens happens, but like you are getting entrepreneurs and business owners and it just happens for you to have fun, but you ended up attracting what you really wanted to do in the first place. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. And I feel that a lot of people don't know what manif- 
manifesting is. I feel like a lot of people know what mindset is, mm. but how do you, or what do you say to people that think that manifestation is just like wishful thinking or, oh, that's BS. Like that mm. doesn't work. Like what, what do you say to those people, those non-believers? Yeah. And I think that's what makes manifestation work is believing. Like you have to believe that there's a higher power that there's energy in the universe, like willing to help you and co-create with you. And what helped me was like the law of inspired action, because a lot of people like just the secrets, like you just think that you have a million dollars and a million dollars will like pop in your lap. But it's like, no, 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 no. You got to take action. You have to like take effort. I love this quote. It's like a lot of people want to win the lottery, but they don't buy the ticket. It's so like, are you actually going out and like buying the ticket? Are you taking the action and doing the thing? So I think like to the naysayers, it's like, we got to take action. I'm not telling people just to think things and things are going to happen. No, that's not how it works. You got to take physical action to manifest something from the spiritual plane to the physical plane. And you, you have to believe like just even with any type of goal setting, you have to believe in yourself that you will like get the goal and disbelieve in you. I think manifestation is just kind of giving up the control and just realizing like everything will work out at the end and what's meant to happen will happen and that I will you can get the results that I want if I believe and I take action and keep going and keep pushing. It's, it's going to happen. 100%. And, you know, I think that that manifestation and entrepreneurship, they kind of go together because to even do that first step of starting your own business, you have to believe that it's going to go somewhere. So I feel like to a degree, everyone kind of manifests um, in some way in the world of business, just yeah. because um, like that saying, believe you can and you're halfway there. Yeah. Like that's like such a big part. But what about those people that have like crazy obnoxious goals? Like, mm -hmm. for example, um, and I mean, this is like no judgment or anything, but let's say you're earning 40K and you're like, I'm manifesting a Ferrari. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like, how do you de determine if it's realistic or like unrealistic? Mm -hmm. I like that question a lot. I think like you can always like if you want a Ferrari or whatever, like manifest it, like just don't expect you're going to get it tomorrow or maybe even at the end of the year. Like you may get it five years from now or like 10 years from now. Something that I love to do. So when I first started like my money manifestation journey was like writing myself checks so instead of like, I originally wrote myself a check for a million dollars and that like felt like really nice and really awesome. I haven't made a million dollars yet, guys. One day I will, <laughs> but um, starting small. So then I was like, okay, let me like take a step back and figure out like what I actually believe that I can manifest. So then I wrote myself a check for like $2,000 and I said from like Perry Rochelle and co like LLC. And so I ended up manifesting that I'm like, okay, so let me do like $5,000 and I ended up like manifesting that. And so right now I'm working on like doing the, like a 10 K month it hasn't happened yet, but just like, I have belief that I can do that because like I manifested 2000, I've done like 5,000, like the 10,000 is like bound to happen, but being realistic, like finding a goal that you believe in. And once you achieve it, then you can like slowly make your way up. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because um, I feel like it's almost similar to losing weight. Like once mm -hmm. you lose 
those first two pounds, like it can kind of have that snowball effect and become five pounds, 10 pounds, 15 pounds. Although I will say that I've been on that journey before and it's not linear Mm -hmm. and there are Mm -hmm. a lot of setbacks and it might not happen as fast as you would like, as as long as you're happy doing it, like along that journey, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's going to really help you as well. Um, Like actually enjoying that journey rather than just focusing on that destination or that goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I like how you like said, like may not happen like on your timeline and kind of like accepting that like I like if it was on my timeline I would have been a millionaire by now but like just realizing that it's not really like up to me like yes I have to take the action take the results but the reason why I don't have the million dollars or the reason why like I don't have my big goals right now isn't because something's wrong with me that I'm doing something wrong it's because this period right now is teaching me the patience that I need to have or teaching me how to actually invest in like save like this period of me not having my goal is actually building my character I love that and I feel like that what is that saying I'm trust the process yeah Mm -hmm. I I feel like a lot of it um comes from that for sure Mm -hmm. and um switching gears over to um, like your business and the coaching side um can you dive into exactly how you basically form like this community virtually since I'm assuming Mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong are a lot of your um, clients like in person or are they mostly online they're all online okay okay so they're all online how do you create that like sense of um like community um with with your clients and and just having that like that connection Mm -hmm. I think just being like honest and vulnerable in like like I mentioned earlier, like my eczema, like the moment, I guess, like kind of taking a step back, like I was really like depressed and like, I really wasn't showing up to my audience because I just felt like I looked so bad. And so the moment that I told my audience, like what I was going through, like my life isn't perfect. Like I'm dealing with all this stuff. Like I have body image issues too. It kind of like built that connection even more. And it allowed me to be like, I have nothing to hide. And like, I'm going to show up as me. I have nothing to hide. Like, this is me. This is Perry. If you like it, cool. If you don't later, whatever. But at the end of the day, just like being honest and open about your journey and, and just like, yeah, just being open and honest, really building that community. Not everyone's going to love you. Like, um, not everyone's going to love peaches you know, and just like realizing that I'm a peach and not everyone's going to love a peach. Like some, they may be allergic or maybe they prefer like an apple instead. And, but like, I know the right people will connect with me if I'm just honest in me, Perry. It it sounds like what a lot of it is, is being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And um, I commend you for that because I feel like social media, a lot of the times, people are expecting to people are expecting you to look perfect Mm -hmm. and to show up a certain way with like eyelashes makeup done and all that so I feel like that like in and of itself is like a big um like commitment to your followers Mm -hmm. or your audience because you are showing up regardless Mm -hmm. and um you're like there to serve them which I think is 
like the most important thing yeah. and going like back to just a thought like it's not about me like it doesn't matter like if i got my eyelashes on or like you, you know wear wigs all the time like it doesn't matter what i look like like i'm here to help other people and at the end of the day like the message is to support other women and you know, just people in general like love and giving them support and i don't have to be all bougie with my eyelashes and like my lips done to help someone right even though I love to look cute though <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah look very cute yeah <laughs> has social media opened any doors and opportunities for you since you've rebranded to the mindset babe yeah um like going with kind of back to like the beginning of our conversation like rebranding so when I was doing like productivity meets pardon really like being in that rave niche like my audience size was like less than 100 people which I still like people are listening to me like that's amazing that's awesome but just the moment I trusted my intuition and changed, like the podcast kind of like exploded. I went to like less than a hundred people listening to like over 2000 within like one episode. It was like so crazy, but just like realizing like being yourself, like showing up, being authentic, like knowing that like, Hey, like I don't want to do this anymore. And like being okay with that. I actually try to rebrand like a year ago and it wasn't really picking up traction so then I went back to the rave scene and started posting like rave content and I'm always think like if I would have rebranded like a year ago like you know things would be different but like it's my timeline I guess but just like realizing that just like trusting myself and being myself like the right people will come and it doesn't matter if I get one like or like a hundred likes like I like the thought like the lurkers buy like for entrepreneurship like the people who aren't liking my stuff the people that aren't commenting like those people are so interested in me and my business yeah and I feel like the people that are here for you and um absolutely love you like they'll stay no matter mm -hmm. what you do mm -hmm. whether you rebrand or not yeah. and those are the people that I think um are the most important yeah. out of all of them absolutely yeah and with your podcast, how do you show up every week and find so many things to talk about? Because obviously, like the biggest things that um, you, you talk about are manifestation and mindset, but there's so many different like facets to to that. Um, like, for example, I think one of your episodes was called something about him like he doesn't love you or oh, something yeah, yeah. Like how to get over your ex yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was so unique and interesting and I love that Thank you, you. you brought that up um how did you um how'd you think of that because I know you're engaged mm -hmm. so I was like how, I was like this is awesome um it actually came from like a lot of coaching sessions um having like a lot of like consultation calls I had a lot of girls like coming to me like I'm heartbroken but I still want him and actually, I didn't have the courage to say that on the coaching call, but I was like thinking it and I was like, I, I just need to like, let the people know, like y'all are done. Like it's time to move on. But I got that idea just from coaching people and people like coming to me with like their issues and their problems. Um, I get a lot of my ideas. I think there's, I have an episode, like three thoughts holding you back. And one thought is saying like, I don't know, like, I don't know what to talk about. Like, I don't know what to post. And when you say, I don't know, you automatically block the wisdom that you have from yourself and from the um, wisdom from like the universe. And so just being like, what would I say today? And just like unlocking the possibilities. I always love to do this with my clients. Um, they're not allowed to say, I don't know in my sessions. I'm like, okay, 
we have one rule we're not allowed to say i don't know so let's just pretend we put some princess dresses on if you did know like what you what would you say and like instantly they know the answer so it's like let's just play make-believe like if i was gonna do a podcast like what would i say and then trusting your intuition whatever comes up you got to do it I, i really like that in terms of your coaching business how has that been going for you since you started and rebranded and reached 100k downloads on your podcast mm -hmm. so the very first year it was like very successful and I think that I expected success throughout my whole entrepreneur journey but life is 50 50 <laughs> so my second year was really rough for me and I think it's because I fell out of love with like coaching like social media and marketing and so I really just wasn't excited to talk about I wasn't excited to coach about it. So I wasn't excited to show up and market my business for it. And so now my third year in business now, I'm just like so excited to talk about like manifestation and like mindset. Like I just feel like I'm like such a nerd for this. So I'm like the people have to know, like they, you know, got to know. And so that's really helped me show up. It's finding something that you do love and that you do want to talk about and that you do want to share. Um, since I rebranded, everything's just I feel like really started to like come in place like the first episode I posted the mindset video in the podcast blew up so crazy and then it did take a couple of months to kind of like get those clients in but I think just because new topics new like perspective my business coach says like anytime you launch a new offer you launch you have to launch it to like a new audience and so realizing when I was selling like social media coaching like yes a lot of people were interested in mindset coaching and manifestation coaching but in the, the day like for a new offer I got to find a new audience and like really understanding like oh like it's okay that people aren't like throwing money at me and like buying like coaching and everything and it's like really warming them up to this new offer and new content that I've been putting out would you say that the podcast has led to like warm leads and then eventually mm -hmm. clients? Mm -hmm. So I like to have like my podcasts as kind of like my top of my funnel of like my advertising. So a lot of people will find me on the podcast and then they'll direct message me. And that's where I really kind of build the warmness and have them realize like I'm a normal person. I get so many messages. Like I typically don't message famous people. I'm like, I am not famous at all, bro. Like, and just like, kind of like, I'm just a real human. I'm just a girl with problems and issues too. But like, I'm choosing to think differently, choosing to feel differently, choosing to act differently and just really like getting to know them more. And then I think they really build that trust with me through like Instagram direct messaging. And then posting on my story then on my feed they end up booking a consultation very cool and I, I like that because it I feel like the podcast um, is a way for people to get to know you mm -hmm. and I mean I'm a very very big podcast mm -hmm. fan I've yeah, been so many podcasts and I feel like half of these um, whether it be comedians or social media experts I feel like they're my best friend just yeah. because I listen to their podcast every day but um, there's obviously a lot of different coaches in the like online coaching space. Um, what are the keys do you think, or what are the keys to standing out in such a saturated market? Mm -hmm. I think 
just like being yourself, being authentic to who you are. Like I have the sailor mouth, like I cuss. And I remember like, I don't even know how my grandma found my podcast, but she found my podcast and she was like, you should be like more ladylike and not curse. And so for a couple episodes, I was like, maybe like she, she's right. But I'm like, that's not like Perry. Like if I'm going to say the F word, I'm going to say the F word. Like it's just going to come out and that's going to be real. And it's going to be me and like just being authentic to who you are. And really, so like, for example, like email marketing is like a huge thing. Like you got to build your email list, but I hate writing. Like I'm not going to write you an email. So like choosing things that I love, like I love having conversations like this with you. This, that's why like I have the podcast and like finding the mode of marketing um, that you actually love and enjoy instead of like forcing yourself to write 10 emails if you don't like writing emails or if you love writing and you don't like speaking, like maybe write emails and do captions instead of like forcing yourself to do something that's not enjoyable. Yeah. And um, I saw recently, uh, maybe like a month or two ago that you reached like over 600 people in your marketing list, like your email mm, yeah, list. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't even email them. Yeah. So can you can you dive into that and, and tell us how you did it? That's amazing. Yeah. So I have um a freebie. So it's um 22 journal prompts to gain clarity, clarity and confidence. And so I did a podcast episode just about journal, how journaling has like changed my life. And so I dropped it in that podcast episode. And so I constantly kind of, I guess, get leads through that freebie. And so um, actually I've created three. So the very first freebie was social media. When I was social media coach, it was like the 10, 10, 10 rule, like how to get high engagement. And then the second freebie I had was, Ooh, what was, I'm totally spacing. What is it? I think it's like how to like write a good caption. And then the third freebie that I actually actively promote is the 22 like journal prompts, which is like more mindset, like more my branding now. And so I always like have the links like in my show notes and also to anytime I do like a challenge or a workshop or anything, like I had a three day love yourself um, challenge. So like just collecting all those emails, but one, creating a freebie that's interesting that people like want to have. And then to consistently having workshops, like as a coach, like having workshops, challenges, webinars to bring people in to have them on your email list. Nice. And I th- I like that because um, I feel like the freebies are what get people um, to say yes, mm. like to um, have you in their world. Mm-hmm. Um, so super cool. Um, what advice do you have for like people that want to explore coaching um but aren't like sure of it or like what advice do you have for people that are aspiring to be coaches Ooh, I think like it's aspiring coaching like definitely like get all like the podcasts like all the books do all the things but also truly kind of having integrity with yourself and like hiring your own coach so you know the magic and the power of coaching and really being like, this has changed my life. So like, obviously I know it's going to change like other people's life. So I think really like having is integrity with yourself. It doesn't even have to like you having your own one-on-one coach, but maybe investing in like a course or like a program and actually seeing 
how coaching is life-changing and how it's magical. And I think like, how can you expect someone to pay you money if you're not really going to pay money for your own personal growth? I think the first step is in investing. If it's a one-on-one coach or if it's like a course, whatever it is, but really putting your money where your mouth is. Like if you want people to pay you to help them change their lives, you need to pay for someone to help you change. Wait, for for them to help you change your life. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like yeah. you have to to at least experience it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to know what it's about. So obviously we talked a lot about manifesting mindset, business, but how do you handle imposter syndrome? Ooh. So I'm kind of like playing around with this concept, but I don't think imposter syndrome really exists. I think that imposter syndrome is just your mind hasn't caught up with your reality. Because when I think of an imposter, it's like you're lying. So it's like, it's not like you're saying you're a podcast host and you never posted a podcast episode, or you're saying that you're a mom when you don't have a kid, like you're actually doing what you're doing, but your brain hasn't really caught up to the results and reality um, that you're actually doing. And so really like, I love celebrations. So every single month, like I celebrate all the things that I like did from business goals to workout goals to like hanging out with my family, like anything I did, I love to celebrate to kind of like tell my brain, like, look, like these are all the amazing things that you are doing. I think celebration is a great way to build your confidence and self-esteem. But if you're just like pushing through it and not celebrating all the mini wins, big or small, like everyone is awesome. If you don't take that time to really acknowledge the results that you're creating in your life, it's easy for your brain to be like, you're not really doing this. Like, who do you think you are? And then answer, like telling, answering your brain, like when your brain tells you like, who you, who do you think I am? Like, oh, like I'm Perry Richardson. Like I'm the mindset babe. Like this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. And talking back to your brain. That's super interesting because I feel like a lot of times we don't believe things unless we see like evidence or data. And I feel like by you putting out those goals, it just, you're basically telling yourself like, I'm going to reach those goals and here's why. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like a lot of people are just driven by evidence and data. So I feel like that that's super interesting. You know, in addition to, um, you know, being a coach, you're also a a content creator. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you find the time to do it all? Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to do like little like pep talks on my story. So I like to do like kind of like daily advice and I actually just do it on my lunch break at work. Like sometimes I have no makeup, I'm in my scrubs, but it's not about me at the end of the day. It's about my audience and other people and then repurposing that content. And so then posting it on my feed a lot of like my Instagram captions are from my podcast. So like taking that like large body of work or like that main thing, like the podcast or whatever it is, like you can turn that podcast into an email. That email could be like three different captions and really just like repurposing the stuff that you have. Sometimes I'll even go through like my archives and I'd be like, oh, like that was actually like really good. I never posted this and just like reposting like old content. I like that. I feel like as a person that wears so many hats, um, whether it be um, podcaster, coach, content creator, um, while being a person just trying to pay the bills, Mm -hmm. working their nine to five, I feel like 
um, you have to really make use of your time. And a lot of that would include like repurposing and yeah. just trying to um, get the most out of like that one piece of content. Where, where do you see yourself and the mindset babe in the future? Yeah. So right now, like one of like my big goals I really want to do is I want to write a book which I never thought in a million years that I would like want to do that. I actually want to do like an audible original because I feel like I'm dumb half the time. And so like, if I could just like speak my mind instead of like writing it, I think that'd be like super cool. Um, Mel Robbins, she does that. She doesn't write any of her books. She just does like audible, like originals. So I'd love to have like an audible like contract and do like audible book and then like speak on stages and inspire other women. Super cool. I absolutely love that. What's one thing that you want people to take away from this conversation? Mm. I think that's hmm. knowing that you are incredible. Um, I teach my clients like with the whole manifestation, like you are a child of the universe, you are a child of God, whatever your language is, we support it, we love it here. And like you have strength and power inside of you like you're awesome you're incredible you're amazing like you got to like acknowledge your own light and yes like you may have fucked up and had mistakes and like failures but that doesn't determine your future possibilities like you have that strength inside of you so let's get it let's go yes (laughs) and what's your secret boss sauce Ooh, I think my secret boss sauce is taking action on my thoughts like again like we got to take action to create the results like when I like have an idea I take action on it quickly one because I know my brain will try to talk me out of it and not do it and so just being like if I have an idea like I just got to get it out there before I convince myself like to hide it inside of me and so really just like taking the action on the things that I want to create in my life really powerful stuff here Perry drop where everyone can find you yeah so the mindset babe on podcast I would love to have you listen to that it's like my baby like it's like my body of work I'm very proud of the podcast growth and then on Instagram the mindset babe please message me I would love to connect with you and just really get to know you and like I'm a real human you're a real human let's connect and yeah thank you so much I'm like so grateful to be with you and with your audience I truly appreciate you thank you likewise Perry I thank you for coming on I can honestly keep talking to you about all these things (laughs) but maybe you'll have to come back on for a part two thank you so much for being on here everyone I hope you have a great Thanksgiving